Hey, welcome to New Jump City, everybody, where we recap the week in American and Japanese sequential art. I am your host, Christian, the unbiased king. That's been all. And joining me through Discord, it is the man, the myth, the legend. It is Joshua, Gangsta Time Cole. It's called Partner, but it should be called Gangsta Time. What up, Chris? What up, yeah. everybody listening? Where'd you go? <laughs> uh, I had to make some adjustments. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, also joining us is the uh, disembodied voice of our producer. It is Edgelord. Big news, Brian. What's up, nerds? Hello. Oh my goodness, I am so excited. Uh, another manga sode. It's Manga Mondays here. This is what we're doing today. Very excited to get into it. We have the we have the full crew here. Uh, no one's on break this week, which is super exciting. Uh, all of the weeklies are here. So uh, let's uh, let's not waste any time. Let's get into plugs. Uh, you could find me at the Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram. Joshua Cole. Where can they find you? JD Cole underscore thirty seven. That's on Instagram. And, and uh, at NY Chillin, that's with an E N, not I N G. That's on Twitter. Yeah, uh, Brian. You can find me at b.esp on both Instagram and Twitter. And if you ever want to catch me when I'm streaming, you can find me at twitch.tv slash it's punchline. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can follow the show itself at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram as well. Follow us on Twitter, especially because we do a really good chapter of the week audience poll so that you guys can uh, submit what you th- guys thought was the best chapter of the week. And we reveal the results on the show. Isn't that fantastic? Uh, so follow us on Twitter for that. Uh, email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com with any questions, suggestions, anything you guys want us to talk about. Uh, and we'll gladly read your email on the show if you so want us to do so. Or you can comment on whatever video you're watching on YouTube, whether it's the full version or the uh, little highlight breakouts we make for every series. Uh, Check us out on those and comment. And why don't you subscribe while you're at it? That'll be super sweet of you to do. Uh, Always gives me a little serotonin when I get a little subscription notification. So uh, please hit that subscribe and uh, and like, share, do all the things. Do it all. Uh, if you prefer audio podcasts, we do have, we're out on every possible platform audio wise, uh, iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, Amazon music, wherever you listen to podcasts, we're on there. Uh, the audio version usually comes out first. So check us out there. If you can't wait, if you just can't wait for a new episode of new jump city, the best place to do it is I guess the audio version. Uh, and I think that's it without further ado, let's get into the show proper. One Piece. This is One Piece chapter 1031, Warrior of Science. Uh, Last we left off, uh, Kid and Law used their unceremoniously awakened abilities to take to really uh, land a big blow on Big Mom. Uh, And everybody's like, damn, they went in. Not even Big Mom could have survived that. And not two seconds later, just a metal beam just pops out. I guess she like just kicks it and it smashes the henchman who just said that like, fuck you. What you, what you mean? Uh, these are steel beams. I, these are only steel beams. I'm a fucking emperor of the sea. These are nothing. Uh, so big mom is up. She's fine. Uh, she just gets up and is like life or Oshiruko. Uh, and she just s- snatches the souls of the uh, surrounding Kaido henchmen. And because none of them had uh, 
Oshiruko. Oh yeah, they didn't. They didn't have any Oshiruko for her. At least she gave them a chance. She you usually, can't say she's not merciful. Yeah, that. she usually gives them a chance. It's usually a question. You know, it's like life or stay, life or whatever. <laughs> um, so she takes the souls that she just took and distributes them amongst the inanimate steel beams of the buildings that uh, Kid and Law just collapsed. And I guess she then uses a year of her remaining lifespan to strengthen her, uh, which I guess she can do. Uh, she could just like give up a piece of her soul and make herself like 10 times stronger uh, to a point where she actually starts to grow in size. That's and Big Mom's already huge. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Now she's the size of like a three story building, probably. Yeah. It's not looking good. Uh, and she's like, I haven't felt this much pain in decades. I think that's very impressive. You two. Uh, and she's like, I'm not, I'm not going to fucking play around anymore. I'm sure you've come for my throne, just like Straw Hat Luffy. So take it if you can. Prove that you're worthy of being an emperor of the sea. <laughs> I mean, respect. She's out here like, all right, I see you. I see you put it in the work. <laughs> now I'm going to have to smash you. Uh, it's, it's a really cool moment. These warlords love to fight. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, in the cave chamber, uh, Apu is fighting against uh, Diaz Drake, who has apparently denied his request to start an alliance because he's already got an alliance with Luffy. He's basically like, I already know who the main character of this story is, so it's it's me versus you, uh, Scratchman. Uh, and he starts to kind of like put together what Scratchman pow- uh, Apu's powers are really. Uh, it, it's still kind of vague the way he describes them. Uh, he activates them through hearing and aims them with sight. So I don't really know what that means necessarily. But if you, you have to be able to hear it, which is, you know, I guess easy within like a certain range. I, yeah. So hearing meaning like if somebody can hear him, the devil fruit works. That's the condition. And then in order for it to take effect, you have to um, you have to you have to be able to see them. Yeah, I mean, he aims the attack with his eyes and I guess uses his hearing to activate them. Okay, I mean, I guess. I don't know. I, I No, as in, like, you could protect yourself if if you can't hear him. Mm-hmm. He targets other people's hearing and then aims the attack, like, just by looking at them. Okay, yeah. That That's essentially sense. what's going on. That makes Which sense. Makes sense, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. Apu... Makes uh makes mention that like, anyway, the real reason you're in trouble is these three numbers here. These are the real problem that you're dealing with right now. And at that moment, that's when Yamato breaks in. Uh, and he doesn't know exactly what's happening. You know, he still thinks that Toby that um Apu and and Drake are on the same squad. But you know, uh, she just like blitzes through them. After they both basically are like, we're not on your side anymore. He's like, oh, okay. See you later, guys. Um, one of the numbers takes seems to take interest in Yamato and chases him uh, despite uh, the orders of Apu. He doesn't really command this guy Fuga to go after her or him. Uh, and I guess like the other ones are going after them too, like chasing after Yamato. But uh, yeah, I wonder if there's, there's any significance to that. There is apparently a theory as to why this uh, number went off. Uh, oh, 
but uh, I guess we should say that for the end. <laughs> okay. Okay, so meanwhile, back at the second floor of the castle, Robin and Brooke are running away from the CP0 guys who have uh, caught up to them. One looks like he has some kind of weird telekinetic ability because he seems to be juggling someone in the middle, in midair. It's kind of hard to... Or he tossed them. Maybe. I mean, <laughs> like, <laughs> he's like, get out of my way. <laughs> uh, so the minks are staying behind to fight them off and give Brooke and Robin time to escape. Uh, Robin explains that CP0 is the highest level of cypher pole. We knew that much, but uh, the agents that wear masks are the most elite. They're like the cream of the crop of the CP0. Uh, and at that moment, the main CP0 dude uh, just teleports away using, I guess, the shave technique. Um, we cut back to the pleasure hall where Sanji is come across. I guess there's some civilians on Onigashima that aren't necessarily involved with the battle. Uh, we see a crying girl who's just like bleeding and they're they're accusing Sanji of hurting this woman. And Sanji doesn't remember this. He's like, I didn't do anything. And um, he's uh, as he like leaves uh, these people alone uh, and runs into Queen. He 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 tries to remember what exactly happened, and he was running down the hall, and he sees the lady, and uh, he, there's just like this weird blur in his memory. And as he's running towards her, and the next moment he's aware or conscious of himself, she'd been knocked through the air, and she was bleeding badly, and her eyes had fear in them looking at him. So, you know, he's like, fuck, did I do that? Uh, or like, just happened off screen. Yeah, the the actual right. impact itself happened off screen. So it may not even be Sanji's yeah, we fault. Get there, we uh, get there. Brian? Uh, yeah. Uh, so Sanji starts thinking to himself, is like, tell me, Luffy, which would you prefer? A regular flesh and blood mean who heard, who turns into a helpless wreck whenever I face a, an opponent who's a woman or a cruel, cold, emotions, uh, emotionless warrior of science who can crush even monsters like him. So, you know, I guess he makes the decision for himself as he uh, reaches for his uh, Germa armor. And man, Queen goes crazy. He's like, ooh, is that your Germa suit? <laughs> uh <laughs> And Sanji starts talking to Queen saying that, like, he assumes that this thing uh, caused the science that was already in his body to awaken somehow. And he's like, well, I can't do anything about that, but I can say no more as he stomps on the armor, destroying it, seemingly. And at that point, he says farewell to Germa, farewell, farewell to the woman's bath, uh, because, you know, he's always wanted to have invisible powers so he can sneak into the woman's bath. And now he can't do that. Um, and he picks up a snail transponder and, uh, it calls Zoro who's in the middle of a battle with King right now. Uh, but he picks it up and, uh, starts talking. He realizes it's Sanji and, uh, Sanji tells him that, uh, the battle is about to end real soon, but after it's all said and done, if Sanji's not in his right mind, he asks Zoro to kill him. And, uh, Zoro's like, what? <laughs> All right, whatever, man. Uh, I'll kill you just like you asked. Whatever that's supposed to mean. Oh, no. Yeah, he says, at least I have something to look forward to before after this. In that case, don't die before then. And uh, 
Sanji thanks him, hangs up, and uh, he lays a big old attack on Queen, and that is where the chapter ends. Uh, this is a pretty big chapter, I, I'd like to say. Um, lots of stuff yeah. going on in uh, the core of Sanji. Uh, first things first, I do. I mentioned that there is a theory as to who the those three numbers are in particular. A lot of people are saying that those are the three samurai that were trapped with Yamato back in the day, and they were somehow made into numbers, into those giant creatures. Because uh, if you remember, like one of them looks really similar to one of the one of the samurai from the cave. Uh, I I don't know if they have like an exact good look at them there, but that's the prevailing theory there, and that's why one uh the uh fuga one chases after yamato specifically because he recognizes him because of the samurai get up yeah oh he recognizes yamato if you look at one of the panels uh below you see that like one of them kind of looks like has like the get up of one of the samurai like the one with the two horns not the not mm-hmm. the one with the mustache but this other the the chubby one i guess yeah, yeah. Um, the Fugo one. Yeah, the Fugo one, I guess, is supposed to be that lead samurai that was like, uh, that like initially broke off. There's a, yeah. mu- there's a the mustachioed one. There's wow. a mustachioed samurai. It's not confirmed, but that's what people are saying it is. Um, and they're like these morphed creatures. That's horrible. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how they did that. To what them. a theory. Yeah. It makes sense. I mean, they look similar. I I think it's the big one with the horn, like the 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 skinny horns on his head that gives it away. Because there's a samurai that literally has kind of the same aesthetic uh, that was in that cave. Uh, I think the one of the interesting things about what Sanji's going through is if you really look close, Oda is really like giving us small details in Sanji's design that puts him more in line with the Germa people. Uh, cause if you notice, uh, I thought this was a mistake at first, but if you really look closely, like Sanji's eyebrow is drawn differently, like than it's usually because it's, uh, the swirl is supposed to be going in, uh, into the left side of his brow. And now you see it just like somehow shifted over to just like the outside of his head, like the, the right side. You can see like a side by side comparison of this flashback where oh it's drawn correctly as it's always been and then now it's like drawn backwards like the other germa members it's more in line with how their eyebrows are curled um you gotta really zoom in i didn't i I, like i noticed it on my like second reading that uh if you look closely at it you see sanji's eyebrows twirled in the opposite direction of what it usually is yeah, and it's just like theirs. Mm-hmm. He's really... Wow. <laughs> yeah, Oda's uh, good at the details, man. Um, I really... <laughs> oh, God bless you. <laughs> um, yeah, I, oh, by the way, this is also the audience decided RGC of the week. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Josh, you're muted. 
So this is the audiences. Yeah, it won by a slim margin, but it won nonetheless. I can't believe it. Yeah. I'm I'm legit surprised. <laughs> um, I'm surprised nobody else has uh, pointed out Sanji. What do you what mean? mean? Um, the fact that his whole body caught on fire. Oh, he'd be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> he's done that move before. Yeah, he's gone oh. entirely on fire before. Last time this move was used, it was a um, it was like a gag move. But now it's like actually hits home. This is like a really crazy chapter for Sanji. Um, and I think this chapter makes him officially probably the most fleshed out straw hat out of all of them when it comes to like character development and shit. Yeah, outside because of Luffy, I would say maybe he's he's had multiple flashbacks. Um, a lot of not just that, but his characters. Like, he has so much focus on like his on like his character when it comes to like his being and who he is and what his what his morals stand for and all that stuff and um i think this chapter was really 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 fucking good when it came to developing sanji as a character yeah um and you don't you did you would not see this coming if you were a if you were if you're reading this you would not expect sanji to be to actually hit a woman you know and for it to not even be like an enemy like a, like a big boss or anything it's just some random girl you know yeah um it's kind of crazy uh i don't believe i i don't know maybe it didn't maybe he didn't actually hit her Maybe something like got into his head or something and made him lapse time or something. But it doesn't feel like it. It feels like it could be possible that Sanji didn't hit her, you know, just because Oda left that up in the air. He doesn't Sanji doesn't remember hitting it, hit, hitting her. Um, But I don't know. We'll yeah. see. I think this was a good chapter, though. Yeah, I think it was intentionally left out that information. Um outside of uh, just so like we could have that moment for Sanji um, where he makes an, he actually makes a, a pretty bold choice for himself. You know, like the, the stealth black is like such a, a, a useful power up and the Germa stuff in general is a big deal uh, to mm. have. And, you know, to have Sanji be like, well, which would Luffy choose? And then realize like, well, Luffy would choose like the real me because, that's who he went to go save in Whole Cake. And the, he's mentioned many times how much he values, like, Sanji's kindness and who he is. Um, he right, he would have been dropped him if, he, if that was really an issue. Yeah, he told, like, I think he wanted, the moment that he wanted Sanji on his crew was that time he gave Gein food for free, despite the fact that the rest of the chefs didn't want to give him any food. And that's how he knew. He's like, God, oh, this guy's my guy. You know, so I think, like, all this, all that Sanji is going to through, this is like a really good moment of like affirmation for his character, where he is very sure of himself and he knows how people value him, and that he's more than just this fighter for Luffy. He's uh, he's a genuine friend of his. Um, it was a good moment for Sanji. Uh, by the way, we didn't say anything about this color page. <laughs> I, I I just realized I really like it. Uh, 
it's uh, basically all the second in commands, all the major second in commands of One Piece. Uh, Zoro. Is that what that's about? Yeah. I was wondering what the theme was. I can't believe I didn't see that. Yeah, it's Rayleigh. Yeah, it's even ben, the, uh, King. The, the polar bear. Yeah. It's yeah, all the, killer. This. Oh, I didn't know he was second in commands of Blackbeard. That's interesting. Yeah, she also killer. Who Sabo second in command to? Dragon. Dragon. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Also, right, um, right. This chapter did also solidify like um, Sanji's reasoning for being so panicked once he found out that he was getting those body augmentations. Like before that, this chapter, you would look at that and you'd be like. Well, yeah, I mean, that makes sense for him to react that way, but <clears throat> it's kind of weird to be joking, right? But then you read this chapter, and you're like, oh, wait, it's not a fucking joke. Like, this guy is actually, um, he's actually going through some shit right now with this, with, with whatever's going on with him. Yeah. So it did, like, snap us into reality a little bit, at least for me it did. Um, like, I, I had an idea, I knew that it made sense for Sanji to be reacting in that way, but... For him to be like literally running away from a fight and stuff like that to like try to figure it out, I was like, "Oh, is this really the time for him to be doing that?" But yeah, yeah it was a little weirdly paced, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of trauma that comes with Sanji realizing that he might just be like his family after all, after all the imbu- abuse he endured from them, uh, and also his body was acting weird. It's like he couldn't fight quite right anyway, so he was like, "I got to get out of here and figure this out before." I jump back into battle. Before I really get my ass. <laughs> yeah. Also, um, I really, wait, who, is that Smoker on the first uh, no. page? On the color page? No. Who's next? Who's to the right of Raleigh? Uh, hold on, hold on. I got it right here. Oh, that's Ben Beckman. Uh, Shanks is number two. The guy ben who, Beckman. Ben Beckman. He's the smartest man in One Piece. Yeah, he's the guy with the highest IQ in One Piece, according to Oda. He's the guy who, like, pointed a gun at Kizaru, and Kizaru's like, all right. Yeah. Okay, you, you got it, buddy. Yeah, he pointed a shotgun at Kizaru. Kizaru's like, all right, gangster. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. I don't want any I don't piece want no of that. Beef. Yeah. That's a big deal. Kizaru's um, not afraid of nobody. <laughs> also, one more thing. I really liked that <laughs> Big Mom is actually going for real against kid in law now because all right so yeah sure the the awakening was a little bit underwhelming but that shit hurt that shit actually did hurt her uh believe it or not so now she actually had to she removed a whole year of her life to uh, as a stake in this fight so you know you that sure she did. is willing to do shit to to finish them off yeah so i actually really like that Kid and Law are, are putting in work against this guy. I mean, against this woman. Yeah, I, I also appreciate that Big Mom's not down after this fight uh, or after the awakening. Um, I, I doubt that the away, their awakening is going to like come back for a minute because it does. It apparently takes a lot out of their stamina. Uh, I think Kid. Yeah, like so much that they probably shouldn't even be able to fight anymore. Yeah, so it's gonna it's gonna be fascinating, and you know, I I'm so excited to see how this goes. Uh, we're probably going to get a little bit more about Kid as the battle goes on. Uh, there's so much that still has to go down with uh, Wano. And things keep adding. You know, if the theory behind the numbers is any indication, then that's just like another thing that needs to be fleshed out. Uh, it's it's the arc that keeps on giving, man. This is a lot going on in this one arc. Uh, and I'm here for it. This, is a, this has been a great chapter, in my opinion. 
Uh, is this anybody's RGC by any stretch? Mm, it was close. Yeah, it was very close was for close. me as well. Um, if it wasn't for a certain other one, I guess. But uh, <laughs> we'll get to it when we get to it. I actually don't know what your guys' RGC is, so we'll get it to figure it out. Um, <laughs> with that being said, uh, I guess we should move on, you guys. Let's not uh, dwell any further. Uh, let's move on to our next series. My Hero Academia. This is My Hero Academia Chapter 332, State-of-the-Art Hypersonic Intercontinental Cruise, dot, dot, dot. Nice. Nice. Be- before we start, I want to say this is the most American um, manga chapter I've ever read in my entire life. Yeah. <laughs> this shit is American as fuck. America. Yeah, it was. America. Fuck yeah. Uh. Okay, so we get a little flashback into Star and Stripe chilling with her bros. Um, she seems frustrated that she's not able to really augment uh, her own power to uh, the same extent that All Might is. Uh, and her her friends are reassuring her. Uh, the pilots that surround her at all times uh, are, is who these dudes are who are surrounding her. And uh, she's basically... The bros. Yeah, the bros. Um and uh, she's basically thinking to herself is uh, I wasn't able to do it. And uh, they say that, um, at, well, they said those who know me well would say at the end of the day, quirks reflect on what's inside. After all, maybe it's because Cassie's a girl. Um, but the guys that around her didn't never really said that to her because they're like, ah, that has nothing to do with it, Star. That's just how your quirk is. And when it's not enough... You can use us to pick up the slack, because that's how bros roll. Uh, this is just some positive masculinity going on here. I appreciate it. <laughs> just dudes. Yeah, cool. Pretty nice representation. Yeah, I like it. Um, and at that point, we cut back to the present as the uh, Tiamat uh, cruise missile. in What was it called? <laughs> State-of-the-art hypersonic intercon- intercontinental cruise missiles known as Tiamat all are uh, zoning in on the gigantic beam of lasers that is constantly being barraged down onto Shigaraki, uh, or all for one in this case, I guess. Uh, And uh, the other soldiers are like, hey, they're coming. Are you going to try to touch those hypersonic powder kegs? And uh, she explains to them, like, yeah, and once I do, that'll mean undoing the laser rule. And when I do, you guys take over with the with concentrated firepower you know basically picking up the slack that once her laser goes out uh for the moment that she needs to establish the rule for tiamat they're supposed to bring keep shigaraki down there with their missiles or with their lasers i guess uh meanwhile shigaraki down is down there just roasting and thinking at the same time roasting and thinking (laughs) he's down there like wow (laughs) this united laser blast is only meant to stun and lock me via relentless damage she must know that i'm fine (laughs) down here this is yo that shit when i read that i actually chuckled out loud because i i knew knew it like like everyone was already implying that he wasn't dying you know what i'm saying that this wasn't you know really gonna deal with him but he he just in case anybody was wondering, he made it very clear. <laughs> He's like, "Well, I'm I'm fine. I'm chilling. <laughs> so I, I'm all right. I'm uh, just I just can't really move at the I, moment. I'm but chilling. As soon as she's done, <laughs> yeah. 
And uh, she, he's like, well, is she waiting for something else? Is, is there a bigger attack coming? Um, and he's just down there smiling uh, as the missiles zoom in. And uh, Star and Stripe calls, uh, starts a countdown. He goes, three, two, one. And she uses her giant air visage to grab a hold of the uh, the the cruise missiles. And she changes, she manages to touch them with her physical body and establish a new rule. Tiamat is redirected. And uh, at that moment, uh, her laser is uh, kaput, and something just immediately launches out of the water, immediately knocked back down by the lasers. And uh, Star and Stripe does a sick fucking move, like a good twist in the air uh, type shit. And then she says, state-of-the-art hypersonic intercontinental cruise punch and she punches downward with like 20 missiles in her hand a nuclear punch american Ooh. as fuck baby that's what we like to see yeah. that's what oh, we like guys. to see out here guys, in Alabama. this was a literal what I thought was a very nice detail was how on the next page you see Endeavor looking off into the background. <laughs> like, damn. And that's probably the PTSD from the history of his country going through nuclear <laughs> Oh my uh, god, assaults. Dude, no. I'm not going to lie. But I thought about oh, that too. No, American you girls. can't. <laughs> Bro, I'm not the one that wrote that shit. Yo, you can't get mad at me. I'm just calling it as I see it. I'll tell you what, dude. I thought the same thing at some point where I was like, Oh, is this like in bad taste? He sent 12 of them. <laughs> yeah. 12. 12. I mean, I think Brian's right in the regard that like this is the most American thing. Is like if we could figure out how to punch with rockets <laughs> with like a million missiles in our hands, like our country would do it yesterday. We would punch, we would rocket punch. So <laughs> We'd be things. punching people with missiles 24-7. All the time. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, there's like four pages of just explosion fallout. Uh, it's more like a, like a page and a half. Uh, as, as she's getting blown away by the force, Star and Stripe peeps a tiny hole in the, in, in where the laser, where the rockets landed. And she already knows what time it is. She saw that hole. She's like, ah, shit. And out comes Shigaraki looking gross as fuck. Uh, he's got, Eyeball exploding still. It's real gross. Uh, Josh, do you have any comments on this character design that's really cool and dirty, though? Uh, yeah, my comment is Halloween was a week and some change ago. <laughs> and yeah, he missed it. It was on a Sunday, too. He had yeah. an opportunity. You know what? He, I think he was on break. For he loves to rush things, right? Yeah, he didn't. He didn't make it this far. Man, couldn't make it to that, though. No. Unfortunate. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, he, he looks like a zombie. Yeah, it's not looking. Uh, he doesn't look good at I all. I don't know if that's what he was going for. But uh, uh, I guess when you get blown up by a rocket, you're not going to look your most handsome and clean. Um, I don't think he got hit by a rocket. He, that's just how he looked after the lasers. Yeah, true. Fair enough. Um, we then get like a bit of an explanation as to how um, Shigaraki manages managed to dodge the rockets, uh, he apparently 
He waited for like there this delay in time between the rocket punch and the lasers continuously hitting him to create a giant uh to create a a, a hole in the ground using his decay. Uh and that thing that sprung up earlier was actually the Nomu that uh he rode over there on that I guess he just like <laughs> threw up there uh and <laughs> and tricked the uh military guys into shooting in his stead. So he could just like chill down there until the uh, rocket punch uh, hit its mark. Uh, so Shigaraki goes wild. He like uses bursts and jumps from plane to plane. Uh, and uh, right when he's on one, uh, the giant air visage of uh, Star and Stripe takes form and is about to seemingly clap onto uh, one of the crafts. Uh, and the guy even tells her, he's like, yo, take me out. My craft going boom should blow him to bits. Do it now, star. And it seems like there's a moment of hesitation, uh, before the chapter ends with Shigaraki just grabbing her face and, uh, no audio, no sound at all. No sound effects, no, no dialogue. That's the end. She's, it's not good. <laughs> Usually when Shigaraki touches anything, the, her face is about to be destroyed. So, yeesh. Uh, she could have a counterplay to this, right? Right. Maybe she made a rule right before. If she thought if she knew he was going to come directly to her, she could have made like um, some kind of cool rule. Maybe. I don't think I don't think he's going to immediately decay her because he still has to take her power. So I think this is more what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen next more. There's going to be a process. She could make a rule for herself to be un- unbreakable or something like that, you know? Yeah, she can. I mean, she has to have said it in the intervening time between her gra- him grabbing her face and uh, and the moment where she hesitates uh, to destroy her man. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, what did you guys think? I, I thought this chapter was... Uh, pretty- RGC. Whoa. That's one of us. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. There's some things about this chapter what? that I wish could have been certified a little bit better. RGC. Um, certified RGC. What? Wait, what? Wait, what? <laughs> what the fuck? Are you kidding me? Yeah, it's Josh's RGC as well. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> Brian's excited. I was not expecting that. Yo, I just, so... I really, I really wasn't <laughs> expecting that. I'm sorry. Um, but get your shit together, right, Brian. So basically, there's some chat, some things about this chapter that I wish uh, could have gotten a little more fleshed out. Like um, what she was struggling with with her cork, like back in the day. Like she's like, oh, my cork is kind of weak or something like that it's not as strong as it seems um i, know I want what to that know was. why like no why... it's, it's in regards to boosting her own strength because she wanted yeah, to be I like want, i oh just my. wonder what the drawbacks are and how that works you know like what are the the things that make it hard for her to boost herself she know? can't no she can boost um, herself it's just never to the point where all might is like she can't make herself as strong specifically as all might and that was her issue oh okay so there you go, Brian. <laughs> Is it a perfect right, chapter? So yeah, now? now now it's a good chapter. Yeah. Um. So the reason why I like this chapter so much is because this is what I wish Horikoshi did 
when she got introduced. Like giving her that character building, giving her that that um that you know that number one feel, you know, like an actual character, not just a giant walking quirk. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah. it was kind of a character save because I was not feeling her before this chapter. And now I wish that she wouldn't die. <laughs> but I wish she's not a walking corpse. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. Josh, why'd you give this the RGC? Hmm, I'm curious too. Basically, real similar to what Brian said as far as like, uh, and just these like three or four chapters, um, I've grown to like Star and Stripe. I think uh, this moment, you know, with her not, you know, I guess killing her homies and taking a, I guess like choosing death over that. That was, I was a little shocked. I thought she would just do what she had to do since the whole time she was talking shit about like being ready to die. Literally like every, like in every chapter she told that to them like, go, you know, get ready to, to not make it back home and such and such. So for her to be a salty like that, I thought it was, I don't know. I thought it was cool and I really hope uh, she's not really dead after this. Yeah. But it is looking pretty slow. Yeah. Oda, Oda, I mean, not Oda. Horikoshi loves to go for these fake outs. He's already done it twice this fight. So, um, we don't but aside, know. Aside from the character, oh, well, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, like, um, aside from just, like, you know, uh, liking the character, I just think the fight, just like the the previous one, it's just been really dynamic and um and fun to watch page to page. I remember we used to crack a lot of jokes about Bleach, uh, about um how it would just be a lot of like uh like two page spreads or just like one page of like art and stuff. Um, they're doing it really well. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it was yeah, Horikoshi is doing it really well in these chapters. Yeah, and uh, yeah, this is what I like to see in the action scene. Yeah, and it helps that it wasn't a super duper strong week manga wise. Anyway, I feel like from the rest of the series, although it was close. Yeah, no, I I agree. I think like this was a really cool spectacle uh, of a couple chapters, you know. And I mean that in like the best way possible. It was just like Horikoshi's outdoing himself in art and really in a writing way, just endearing us to this character who's going to be alive for only like six chapters. but I, I mean, hope that's not I hope age. not either. I, I hope she sticks around. I hope she doesn't even lose her quirk, you know, because like it's balanced enough that it can probably stay in the series and not be just this OP thing, you know, but it probably will. You- <laughs> more than yeah, likely. I mean, or at least not her hands. I, at least I hope that she sticks around even like on a non quirk basis, you know, because Ragdoll lost her quirk, but she still lives. So, you know. If she could be some, I don't know. something Does of a she, mentor. Yeah. I don't Does see a alive? circumstance. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't see a circumstance where she dies and I mean, where she loses her cork and survives, you know, because she's in a really like tough spot. Oh, she's yeah. Kind of surfing on jets right now. <laughs> um, no, I get look it. look too hopeful. I get it. She loses her cork. Hey, I'm just here, an optimist looking for hope. <laughs> Maybe she loses her power, survives, and Aerie gives her her powers back. I don't know. Who knows what could happen? <laughs> Does that mean there would be duplicates of the same quirk if he steals a quirk and somebody gets it back? Yeah. I mean, if she could even do that with uh, All for One in general. 
like with the with the idea of taking someone's quirk because she'd give back a stolen quirk um but yeah i mean that's all i gotta say about my hero it wasn't my rgc but so sugar rocky had the line of the week what was it <laughs> he said he said for for the one time in a, in a while you took an l and you <laughs> and you gonna hold that one to the grave <laughs> that shit had me rolling yeah yeah, he says because he was like still giving her respect. He was like, man, you know, I know what time you want, but you know, <laughs> you fucked up. Yeah, and uh, I'm gonna make you pay for it. Yeah, so that was fun. Yeah, this is a this is a great. Chapter. Sometimes I'm annoyed by his character, and other times it's pretty cool. I mean, this is technically all for one, so it's not really Shigaraki. Is, is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's man. that's the loophole that they found for uh, this lady. Yeah, that I mean that's why I'm I'm calling him Shigaraki just because like to say all for one like a billion times is annoying to me. <laughs> so I just call him Shigaraki, but he is all, he is supposed to be mostly all for one. Um, but yeah, I mean, fun chapter. That's all I really got to say about it, though. Are you guys uh, all set? Yes, sir. Then let's go. Jujutsu Kaisen. Oh fuck! I forgot about this. Sh- Ooh, you guys fucked up. <laughs> oh my god! I forgot about this chapter. Oh my. All right. This is it's okay. This is Jujutsu Kaisen chapter one hundred. I remember this chapter. Oh, okay. This is Jujutsu Kaisen chapter one hundred and sixty-four. Tokyo number one, Colony part four. Last we left off, uh, Itadori finally found Higurama. And is about to force him to give him the 100 points by pure combat. So, you know, Higuruma knew what time it was. He summoned his uh, his curse, uh, the Judge Man, as we come to know him here. And uh, that's where he picked it up. Uh, Itadori doesn't really know what to fucking expect from this. So he's like, all right, I'm he he holds 100 points. He may have killed 20 sorcerers. So instead of just charging, I'll be on the defensive, but I'll be ready for any attack. And at that yeah. moment, uh, Higuruma immediately <laughs> invokes domain expansion uh, so fast, and it's been it's been a while since we've seen a domain ex- expansion. What was the last time? Like the Shibuya arc. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah, Higuruma was came ready for this shit, and it's a courtroom uh, surrounded by guillotines. Uh, it looks cool as shit. It's very uh, Law and Order. Uh, on oh, would brand. you believe me? If I said I did not notice the guillotines before, I would believe you because I didn't notice it. The I thought he was in a courtroom. It is a courtroom, but there's also guillotines. Uh, Just because you know you're coming out guilty every time, it's not good. Uh, okay, so, so domain. Explosion. So Itadori's reaction to being in a courtroom is okay. I better kick this guy's head off. Yeah, he does so, but he is stopped by the force, Anakin, and. Uh, it turns out Higuruma reveals that uh, the domain that he uses forbids violence for both of them. So neither he nor Higuruma can do anything combat related. Um, but he says verbal violence is a different matter altogether. Uh, so he, he prompts the judgment to please begin. And the judgment uh, says that Yuji Itadori lies under the suspicion of entering the Maji Vegas Pachinko Parlor on July twenty, uh, July sixteenth, in Sendai City, Miyagi Prefecture, despite being under eighteen years of age at the time, 
Itadori is like, what? <laughs> and he just suddenly remembers. Uh, Higuruma explains that Judgment knows everything about anybody who sets inside the domain, but he himself does not have that knowledge. Only Judgment knows. Uh, so the verdict of uh, of this accusation depends solely on the arguments between Higuruma and Itadori and the evidence and one piece of evidence that Judgment seems to provide. Um, the evidence that he gets is not necessarily conclusive. Uh, and he won't be told what to what's inside. So he has to he has to state his case, uh, despite that. Uh, this is just like that one level in Kingdom Hearts and Alice in Wonderland, where you had to go on, where uh, Alice is on trial and you had to find the evidence. Mm-hmm. Uh, the evidence is not necessarily conclusive. What a throwback. <laughs> oh yeah, it's always fresh in my mind because I always hated that mission. Um. So Itadori notices, like, oh shit. I see that badge. He's a real lawyer, too. That sucks. Uh, and he remembers something that Tengen told him about uh, domain expansions. Apparently, they used to be way more common back in the day. Uh, but the reason that so many domains uh, now involve deadly can't-miss attacks, but they weren't really always like that. Um, usually, yeah. uh, domains were used to force targets inside the domain to obey the cursed techniques rules. So it's not necessarily like an offensive technique. It's to just like really force someone to really play the game that their cursor technique implies. Uh, so, you know, in this case, Higuruma has an old fashioned domain, uh, which, yeah. which is pretty cool. So Higuruma reveals that there is one chance. They each have one chance to make a statement. Uh, and after the statement, a rebuttal is, uh, Higuruma has the opportunity to put out a rebuttal based on the evidence that Judgment provided from. And then after all that, everything is said and done. Judgment will deliver a lawful verdict. Uh, Itadori asks, like, what happens if he's found guilty? And, um, excuse me, uh, Higuruma says, I don't, I don't got to answer that. Uh, but I will tell you this. You have three options, silence, confession, or denial. So, you know, figure that out. <laughs> Uh, there's like two pages where Itadori really tries to figure out what to do. He goes through each of the options. Um, he says that he could either, he can deny it, uh, just outright and just say nothing. Uh, he says, well, what if I say I was there, but I, I went there for another reason, you know? Uh, and the other option is just to admit that he was there because he does, he was really there. Uh, he is technically guilty. Uh, of this verdict so he's just trying to do the best to get out of there uh at the end of the day yuji uh decides to go with his second option which is to admit that he was there but not to uh hang out at the parlor uh like just to take a dump Mm -hmm. just to take a dump uh and so higuruma opens the envelope revealing a photo of itadori at the money exchange near the uh, Maji Vegas on the day of question uh, because Itadori was there and he played in the pachinko parlor. He won apparently money. So he went to the money exchange to collect his winnings. Uh, so he's, so Higuruma makes a very lawyer fucking argument is like, does this not exhibit the appearance of a end build of the accused? You know? Uh, and 
basically Itadori is like, oh, what am I guilty of? And he says the establishment expe- expressly uh, forbids entry to minors, so unlawful entry. Uh, so that'll be what he, what the crime is really. Itadori says yeah. that like, yo, that's not fair. That there's nothing I could have said. And Higuruma's like, actually, no. Uh, <laughs> there is something you could have said. He says that Japan forbids gambling, so parlors and cash exchanges are separate legal entities. So the the area of gambling itself and the money exchange are technically in the same building, but they're separate entities. Uh, in some cases, multiple parlors share one exchange. So he's really only on trial for entering the parlor, not for being at the money exchange. So the evidence wouldn't have been conclusive towards accusing him towards being at the parlor. It would have only said that he was at the money exchange. So all he had to do was say that he had never seen that pachinko parlo, parlor. And he says that he just went to the money exchange. So, fuck. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, 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 uh, he destroyed himself. Yeah. He confessed to, he, he confessed to, to unlawful answer. Yeah. Pull that out of the door. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he bangs his gavel and he says, now for the verdict and judgment, uh, pronounces him guilty of course and i guess the punishment is one word confiscation um he said now for the verdict <laughs> this is a jojo pose too he went like now for the verdict so the domain disappears uh and he's like i'm out of here and but the judgment found me guilty i don't feel any different uh, and then Higuruma just chucks his fucking gavel over at Itadori, uh, causing it hits Itadori's forearm, and then he just runs forward and he gra- he like teleports the fucking hammer back into his hand and expands its size, whacking Itadori again with a giant hammer and uh, sending him flying uh, towards the back of the stage. Uh, so he's at. Itadori is okay, of course, because he's Itadori. Uh, but Higuruma's like, yeah. "Whoa, you're tough, huh? You took this hammer, and you're fine." Uh, so everyone else just died after that. Yeah, I just really whacked somebody with my hammer, and they just exploded into millions of pieces. Uh, but Itadori is like, "Yeah, that's one thing I got going for him for me." As he reveals that he can't really control his cursed energy, so whatever punishment he received seems to have taken away his cursed energy. I believe. Yes. Mm. No double hits. Yeah. So he can't do nothing cool either. He can just fight normal. I imagine that, like, Itadori still has his strength and whatnot. But as mm-hmm. far as, like, using, like, the energy on his fists that he he be using, uh, I think that's done so. Uh, yeah, the double tap. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'll say this is my RGC. <laughs> uh, this is my Certified really RGC. good chapter of the week. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Uh, I was really excited to see what yeah. Higuruma's ability was. And, you know, it's uh, pretty on brand for him uh, as somebody who's been trying to, like, who's very obsessed with the law and making things right. And, you know, it all makes sense for him. Uh, I, I very much appreciate it. And I do love that it's not just this and, you know, it's not like an instant if you're guilty, you're dead type thing. He still has to scrap it up with you in order to kill you. Um, it, it, it was funny how the court ended in Nidoro, which is like... 
I like the lore building of the domain expansion that it wasn't we always get hints that like jujutsu like is a is an art that evolves over time and there was an era where it was very different from what it was yeah techniques got more complex it's a lot like the singularity thing of what of my hero academia is that as time went on uh the power system has like evolved and become more nuanced uh and i very much appreciate that uh it, it shows that there's a lot there's a lot of secret history to Jujutsu Kaisen in general that we don't really harken back to because there's not a lot of calling back to the past. But I, I can't wait as we learn gradually about this world and what it used to be. Uh, I, I always love that, you know? Um, yeah. One more thing for me. I really like this chapter. I would have RGC'd it if I remembered it existed. <laughs> but I still think My Hero was probably the better one out of the two. I feel that. Um, but... I do think I know how this is going to end. My theory is, is that um, Itadori is going to go for a retrial. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what I think is going to end up. Yeah, appeal. yeah he's going to go for an appeal and, and retrial. To <laughs> I mean, regain his curse. it's not his yeah, choice. Regain his curse energy. It's not his choice. Uh, he has to be put back into the domain. Um, so who knows? Maybe, maybe, maybe I'll ask him politely to bring back the, <laughs> to bring him back to court. Yeah, I just think it would be funny if um, Higuruma broke because of a retrial, and then he gets defeated because of a retrial. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't see the circumstance wow, for that possible. Full circle. The only way. Oh wow, that is interesting. I mean, it wasn't <laughs> technically a real trial. Like thing that happened with that kid he was representing wasn't a retrial. Like, trials take several days. Like, it could take years, even. So, it was just, like, another part of that process. Uh, but, I don't know. Maybe. It, hey, well, if, if we, if we want to look a little... If we want to add a little bit of depth to this, right? I, can, I remember um, us trying to make a point about Itadori being this, like, honest guy. You know what I'm saying? Who... Uh, just, you know, stand up, believes in what he believes in, and, you know, not corrupt or whatever. That's going to play a role, um, I believe, like, in this fight. Like, something else is going to happen outside of him just fighting. So maybe he will bring back the domain expansion and take him back for court. Yeah. Because that was, you know, that was his whole point. He didn't like how, you know, unfair the system was. So if it's someone that he feels like, you know, pleads his innocence and does it in such a way that's pure. I, I don't know that. That's I get the feeling that he's. That's what Itadori is going to do for him. That's how they're going to get him on his side. He's going to show him how pure he is, how much of a fucking boy scout he is. <laughs> I actually so. agree with that. I think that um, I I I harken back to like something I said back when um when on that chapter where Itadori first went over to Higuruma is that flashback of him being kind of this um. This karmic force for evil people, you know, that uh, Higuruma desperately wants to see for the the world, you know, like, or like a karmic force for good, even, because he was like sticking up for a kid, uh, but he also delivered yeah. justice onto evil. So I think there is definitely something, a connection to what Higuruma, his trauma going through the system of the law and what Itadori represents as kind of this altruistic being even though he's a fucking combat savage. Uh, yeah. But, 
Yeah, I, I really enjoy this chapter. When Jujutsu Kaisen's good, it's like so. It's like among my favorites uh, to read. I appreciated the, the the lawyer talk. It wasn't enough for number one in my mind. Though. That's fair. Hey, that's fair, man. Uh, it took me a couple reads to even understand it. I was just like, mm, I'm not a lawyer, <laughs> so I got. I think it was really fun. I think it was. A no, really I, fun loved it. I, I loved it. I I loved it. I love good lawyer stories, dude. <laughs> I, I think uh, I think it's just fascinating sometimes. Oh, I gotta get that yeah, sound. Is. I'm gonna get the the dun dun sound for next time, uh, just so we can. Just have so it. Whenever yeah, every time he has text in the chat. Yeah. You should try uh, Phoenix Wright if you like lawyer. Lawyers well, stuff. I don't like it that much. <laughs> what? That game is actually really fucking fun. You would like it. Objection! Objection! I'm gonna get an objection drop too for him. You could play it on your phone. Can I? They have it on on yeah. They have it on on app stores and stuff. You should check it out. Well, I'll let you know next week if I get it. <laughs> if I pick yeah. it up, actually, because now that you say I can have it on my phone, do I have to pay for it? Uh yeah, but it's only like three bucks or something. Boo. Times ten. You just lost Dude, me. It's, it's it's ten easy payments of three ninety nine. Uh, Forty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. Phoenix. Let's start. Right. Mm. Well, I yeah, think that's it. Rob Ryan's looking that up. Yeah. Are we? Uh, are oh, we... it's only a dollar. Mm. Fuck it. Don't be cheap. It's only a dollar, mm. motherfucker. Buy it for me then. Send me a gift card. <laughs> How about you eat my shorts, Christian? Huh? How about that? <laughs> oh, I thought it was only a dollar, Brian. Anyway, that was it. I guess we should move on then. <laughs> that being said. Black Clover. The not audience RGC of the week for once. It actually got beat by One Piece. It was very close. Uh, I think like One Piece had like 30% of the vote and Black Clover had like 28% of the vote. I could be wrong, but you know, I don't, I don't mean to dance around in victory, but I'm glad that like, you know, there's some parody, you know, I, I want this to be a suspenseful thing. Uh, right, right. I, I feel you. But, but while we're all shitting on Black Clover, <laughs> right, you included, I want to say that um, I remember talking about Meg Thee Stallion watching this, right? Mm-hmm. Like her being into this at the moment and enjoying the character Asta. Well, let me tell you something. I watched Black Clover with uh, my girlfriend and uh, we couldn't go through halfway through the episode without her being basically fucking annoyed. <laughs> now, she didn't say Asta specifically, but he was the only one fucking screaming and talking the whole time. Yeah. Those first few episodes so, is just that's Asta. A, that's a plus one on your side, bro. I told you. You ain't the only one that hates Asta. I'm, it's not crazy of me. I, it is fake annoying, but... Look, know. look, look. I'm better. I feel better about Asta nowadays. I think he's a way better character now than he was way back then. Early Asta I, is unbearable to me. <laughs> uh, I can't... Have you ever watched the anime? Yes, I actually have. I've I actually started watching the anime. Not did you watch it dubbed, though? I did watch it dubbed. Oh, how did you feel about that uh, voice acting? Listen, I'm a... I guess I'm a plebeian because I... A lot, like... Eight times out of ten, I prefer dubs. Uh, yeah. You're a scrub. But I'll t- <laughs> I, I don't I don't understand emotional acting. That's what people say about dubs. 
He's like, there's no, <laughs> there's no emotion in it. And I'm like, oh, well, the guy who's screaming at the top of his lungs as Asta would beg to differ. Uh, yeah, I mean, sometimes, man, what? When we watch My Hero Academia, they, they, the, act, the voice actors are very melodramatic. Yeah. I you mean, know, almost on the same level as the Japanese one. I'm sorry, no one's ever going to be on a level with the Japanese voice actors because they, they drink a tall glass of coffee Maybe two, <laughs> then they get in that booth and they do that episode. Maybe they do a line of coke too. Yeah, maybe. Just to top it off, you know. Yeah, but you know what? In this circumstance, hey, I bet like, the Japanese voice actor also has to yell. Uh, so I, I feel the same about Austin in both languages. <laughs> you know who else has to yell? The uh, Japanese singers on the uh, outros and intros, the most anime. Oh yeah, they go in. I can't just listening to like the Fire Force one is great. Uh, if 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 American artists ever had to compete with Japanese artists musically, may God help them. Yeah, because they go. May God help the Americans. They're gonna lose. <laughs> well, now that we are done with our uh, dub versus sub debate, which I guess we're all on team dub. Uh, <laughs> this is uh, Black Clover chapter three hundred and twelve before the door of hell. Uh, last we left off. Uh, we got a little bit of old school Black Clover where the heroes appear out of nowhere to be all optimistic and stuff. Uh, we have Gauche. <laughs> we have uh, the Scarlet Witch Lady with the with the reality warping cat. Uh, we have Gray. We have Henry uh, and and um, shit Gordon. I forget what the reality warping witch's name is, but uh, uh, Salem. I don't no, that's her name the is cat's Salem. Name. No, this the cat's name is Rouge. Rouge. Ooh. Nope. Salem's the cat from uh, Sabrina. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. My yeah. bad. Well. Anyway, they're all there, and uh, everybody's like, "The black bulls are here. The 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 C list black bulls are here." I guess. <laughs> Uh, and Morris is like, ha, wow, there's plenty of magic, fascinating magic here, including two arcane stage mages. You'll be very satisfied to dissect modification magic. Uh, and uh, he starts tearing up the uh, headquarters mech that they have, which is pretty cool, honestly. Uh, but who's behind it is Gray. Uh, and apparently Gray doesn't have necessarily transformation magic because what she does uh breaks down like the fucking structure of what she's transforming itself so the guy that she's training with renames it fortification magic and i'm like is is that what fortification means it's i mean like, that's pretty epic yeah i would have said they're implying I would have said this is being able to change things at the molecular level. That's uh, yeah. No, I agree. I thought this would be modification. Scarlet Witch esque. Yeah, <laughs> they have two Scarlet Witches on their team now. Um, <laughs> yeah, I didn't think about it. I didn't think about it like that. Yeah. Uh, so Morris sends more of his weird modification tendrils at them, uh, but Gauche uses his mirror eye uh, to. Uh, multiply uh, Grey's just make Grey clones and so she can just create more fucking uh, fortification magics and convert the rest of these tendrils into flowers 
and Morse is like, hey, 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 hey. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I was chosen by the most powerful devil. Let's see what this spell could do. And he uses the gravity magic that belongs to Lucifero. Uh, he started getting annoyed, so he uses big bad. Yeah. <laughs> big bad boss spell. Yeah, he uses the gravity magic to. He's feeling that pressure. Yeah, he applies pressure to the black bulls. Uh, and he says, let's use this to dismantle them. Um, Look at smirk on his face. Yeah. It's been there the whole time. Yeah, he's like, ew. Uh, Henry starts saying. Literally, in every single panel he's in. Yeah. If you want to take a moment to go back. I mean, or you could just take my word for it. He is pretty, he's smiling through the, the entire thing. I am swiping <laughs> through it and looking at him and be like, this is interesting. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, he turned all my arms into a bouquet of flowers. Wow, very cool. Mm. So, <laughs> well, Intriguing. Turn this gravity into flowers. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> <laughs> he was feeling some kind of way. Yeah. Uh, Henry starts saying to himself, like, back then I couldn't protect anything, but now. Then we cut back, back to a flashback. Then. Back then I couldn't protect <laughs> anything. <laughs> but now. Why does he talk like that? Because <laughs> he's tired and sleepy. Oh. And he, he, he's like a sloth. You know what? You're right. When I'm tired, I usually elongate my words. Bro, when I wake up at 3 in the morning, I can't form a sentence. Good morning. (laughs) But, yeah, we get a flashback to... You know, I understand. I can relate. We get a flashback to Gordon coming back from his training, apparently. And uh, everybody's like, Gordon, you're back. Uh, And he's mumbling. He's like, I'm home, so it's all right now. Come on, let's go save the captain. And he explains that after half a year of research, I guess with his family, because I remember he had a thing with his family, uh, he realized that he could he transformed his poison magic into medicine. Uh, and he says, at this point, my curse magic turns curses into strength. And we cut back to the present as he seems to use his new uh, modified poison curse magic, curse worker's neighbor, to heal Henry's fatigue and make him look wow. like, and make him look a lot like Rill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he looks a lot like Rill or the Wizard King uh, when he was older. It's kind of interesting. Um but yeah, uh Morris is like now I could choose whose magic power I'm going to absorb or wait, what? And then the Black Bull's mech just runs up on him and just sp- <laughs> just splats him on the wall. Uh, it's actually a really funny, weirdly satisfying panel. Oh, come on. We got to get the drop for this one. Oh, is this ass whooping? Punch, but no. Oh, okay. this is another rocket punch. You're right. Rocket to punch. Yeah. Uh, he's, yeah, and he's like there, he's like stuck to the wall, like a cartoon, like what? <laughs> this can't be right. I acquired the ultimate power. Uh and um, You can't see his face there. Yeah, you Oh just, no, you can't see it in the other panel. You, yeah, you see it a little yeah, bit here. Ain't there anymore. Yeah, he's not having a great time. He's like, whoa. What? <laughs> but I'm the final boss. Uh 
and that's when we get the assorted panels of the rest of the Black Bulls seemingly charging in, being quirky on their way back into the battle. You'll be like, ah, you're here. Oh, man, you're here. Bad. <laughs> Looks like we're all together again. <laughs> you hate it. It's time to take over. <laughs> no, I don't hate it. I don't. I promise I don't. But it is. It makes your blood boil. No, it doesn't. I promise. It doesn't make my blood boil. Every bubble you it was like a nail going I'll through I'll tell you, you. what. I, it makes me, it, it honestly makes me smile a little bit because it is just so shonen. Where, <laughs> where everybody's having it's the basic as it gets yeah. shonen wise. And you know, uh, sometimes I like that shit. No, it's just, uh, you know, you love to see it. Yeah, you love to see it. The friendship, but not really friendship, but also we're very close friends dialogue. Um and uh, Morris is just talking to himself, like through all the sorts, of, all sorts of experiments, I've made myself to a higher beating, and then I obtained the talents of the ultimate devil host. And then all of a sudden, he looks like he just got rocked in his cheek, and he gets sent flying backwards. Uh, and uh, Asta says, uh, "Is like so, you're the last enemy devil host, Mage Scholar Morris of the Diamond Kingdom. I don't care who you are." We've just got one thing to say to you. Give us back our captain. <laughs> Big My God. Can we get a slumber, please? Oh, yeah. This I'm I'm sorry, guys. I'm lacking today. Man, he was talking all that hot shit literally just a few pages ago. He was get fucking rocked, kid. Yeah. Uh, and then the whole squad pulled up and pressed him. I like that. That was a nice touch. Oh, I love this two-page spread. Big two-page. This was spread. also a very. Uh, uh, it was a close candidate, man. It was between f- literally like all five of the series. Yeah. Any any of them could have been that. Yeah, everybody. I feel like was on equal footing. Although this week wasn't like incredible, like blow your. Yeah, it wasn't incredible. But yeah. I, at the same time, everybody was on the same level of solid. Up to this point, mm. you know, uh, I I enjoyed this chapter of Black Clover a lot. I know that I've had my things. It's just like, hey, this is a, sh- a typical shonen manga, but I appreciate it sometimes. And this is a dope ass two page spread with all the heroes coming in. Like Josh said, you'd love to see it. <laughs> just big heroic two page entrance spreads. Uh, my nigga Gouache. Yeah, Gouache. Gouache is the mirror guy. You uh, say his name, man. Huh? Gauch is the mirror guy. Do you mean uh, the Ash dude? Uh, oh, where is Gauch? He's not there. These are the guys who just came into the battle. They weren't already there. Oh, it's right, Everybody right, who right, just right. entered. I just wanted to say his name anyway. Yeah, Gauch is a cool name. This is a cool. This is a series with a lot of cool names. You know? <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, but, yeah, that's where this chapter ends. I had a good time reading it. It was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I I do my if I have one small criticism, it's just that it is funny how like here's what everybody's training was in like every other page. You know, it's one of those things where I was like, oh, this would have been cool to see fleshed out a little more. Uh, oh well, uh, you better enjoy this is it. It's also like Ninja I War Two Point Oh. Yeah, no, I wish that like we had at least another chapter of these specific characters doing their thing before Austin and them set in because Morris was only just established as like, I guess he's not going to be the final boss. I don't imagine he is if they're taking him down this fast, but 
like he's the moderator of this series to I guess build to Lucifero's Kaguya, if I'm gonna make it that comparison, you know. Sure. You know what I mean? Like he's the he he's the interim main boss until the real final boss pulls up. Oh yeah, yeah. So I figured that they would like place a little more emphasis on it. But I guess not. Who cares? <laughs> I'm okay with that. Um but you know, it's not like a little nitpick. But in any case, that's all I gotta say about Black Clover. Uh are you guys set to move on? Yep. Alright, let's go. Undead Unluck. This is Undead Unluck, chapters 86, My Armor Is. Uh, we get a little flashback to uh, Unbreakable's childhood uh, at her grandfather's grave. Uh, now that her grandfather has passed, the power of Unbreakable uh, rests within the Ishin that we know. Um, apparently, it didn't pass on to her father, which is weird, but... That's how that's how the cookie crumbles, I guess. Uh, as It'd be like that sometimes. Yeah. As we cut over to the present, where Andy and Ishin as tops are Beyblade letting it rip, uh, Andy can still use his undead powers uh, in his top form. So he opens a gash within his top form, and then blood comes out, and he turns them into blades. Um... You know, Ishin's trying to get away. She forms herself a cool, unbreakable shield uh, out of the rocks that get kicked up from Andy's helicopter blood thing that he uses. Yeah, cemetery headstone shield. Yeah. What it looks like. Yeah, it's very cool. With kanji on it. Um, yeah, he's uh, there. He... This gives uh, Ishin the ultimate defense, but like he can't really attack at this point. Um, and Spring points out that like, should you stay holed up indefinitely, then things shall grow worse for you. Um, as we notice that there's like light coming from the sky, and lightning just comes down, um, striking at random. Uh, it's not necessarily it's not uh, Fuko's unluck, so. I guess it's safe to say that Spring seems to be able to manipulate fortune as well. Um, mm. I, I don't know. I didn't. Well, I noticed that, but I didn't. I, it was confusing to me. But that is interesting how you put it. I, think, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, but um, bring to conclusions. I don't know. Yeah, no. His his That's fan about. his fan changes apparently. Um, but he goes, seems fortune favors you not. What say you, unluck? <laughs> oh, he got his ass whooped. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Yeah. Um, Foucault says, yeah. in that case, an eye for an eye. And um, that's when we cut back to Ishin just continuously blocking uh, Andy's, uh, Andy's attacks. And Ishin starts to panic within her mind where she's like, if I lose, I won't be able to protect Fuko and the union staff members. It's always like this with my unbreakable. Um, and we cut back to her past where we see uh, a yokai demon. I wonder if this is like just a UMA of some sort, <laughs> but and probably. Yeah. Um, is one of these UMAs pulls up and uh, attacks a village. Um, 
uh, Ishan's father, who is wearing the the unbreakable armor, uh, steps up. Uh, Ishan is unsure that whether the armor that she made will be able to protect her father. Uh, and he just says, don't worry about me, just hide. Uh, and we cut to the end of the battle where Ishan's father managed to defeat the, the UMA, but at the cost of his own life. Uh, whatever weird acid goop that this creature is coated in seems to have eaten through uh, the Unbreakable's uh, Unbreakable's armor. So, you know. Unbreakable. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the whole point of her development is that she's never been able to make an armor that's unbreakable for other people. Probably, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that point, that's when uh, we cut back to the present. Andy manages to slice through her unbreakable stone shield thing. Um, and she's like, I, I'm sorry, Father. As of now, I can't protect myself, much less my friends. Uh, Andy lands on the ground, and he kind of slips on a trail of blood. And we see that Fuko has ha- he has have uh, Clothy bite her arm allowing blood to trickle down into the top battlefield, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Pretty crafty. Yeah, and uh, the blood touches Andy, and now that the blood touched Andy, a decent-sized stroke of unluck is heading their way. Um, and she's and apparently, yeah, the, the unluck transfers through even blood. Um, so uh, Fuko is counting on a giant ball of hail to come down, and... Uh, pretty much keep everybody safe it's a hail it's a giant hail ball so i guess it's just ice or whatever but turns out it's not a it's not a hailstone after all it's an actual meteorite so it's really about to come down and uh and explode on andy and Fu- uh, on andy fuko and everybody else there so you know uh, when she called down a ball of hail man it was like um that's a fucking meteorite. Yeah. Um, so she grossly... So she's going to end the modern age of... <laughs> well, at least the modern age of anybody that's of life. In, in the general area. Uh, <laughs> Cockroaches will survive, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, Andy can't really do anything to protect Fuko from the meteorite that she summoned because he is under the control of Spring. Uh, so Ishin, uh jumps into action... Uh, leaving the the ring voluntarily, and uh, she basically says, "Do you believe in my unbreakable?" And Fuko says, "Yes, I do. That's why I called you here." And so she removes the armor and puts it on Fuko, and she says, "My armor is unbreakable." And we get a full actual look at what Ishin looks like, and she is ripped. Uh, ripped. Yeah. And she reminds me of Star and Stripe, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I I feel that. Um, she's probably got Star and Stripe's build. Bill, uh, Star and Stripe is also a strong lady. Who you got in an arm wrestling contest? Ooh. I mean, she could just make it so, like, I win the arm wrestling contest. No, without the quirks, <laughs> man. Just straight oh, athleticism. Quirks? Hmm. Hmm. That's tough, man. Uh, I, I'll give it to Star and Stripe. I think she's got the edge a little bit. Although she, although it's she's American. I mean, uh, are you biased? Fuck yeah. yeah, you're biased. Hell yeah, America. <laughs> uh, but anyway, 
the fucking meteor comes down and blasts the ring to kingdom come. Uh, Andy survives, of course, because he is undead. Uh, but the unbreakable armor seems to work, and it also spares Fuko. Um, uh, Ishin seems to make a big stone shield for herself, and uh, the union members that is uh, turned into little game pieces. So, you know, everything's okay. And um, we realize that uh, the round one negate tops, undead and unbreakable double ring out. But because uh, unbreakable left the ring first, the winner is spring. And that's where the trash ends. <laughs> trash. We did all of that for what? Just to lose? Well, I guess so nobody would die. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, this was Fuko's fault. <laughs> Fuko really summoned, she was really about to flip the whole game board over. You know, you ever been in Monopoly and you're losing, so you just go, Pff. Oops, my bad. Oops, I summoned a meteorite onto our Monopoly board. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's where we should just start over. <laughs> well, there are two more games left, so, you know, luckily for that, Luckily, like, uh, on, uh, Spring is a fair and just god and didn't just make uh, one game, one game only, because they would have lost um, and lost the lives of countless Union members. Uh, but, yeah, I wonder what the next game's going to be. I wonder if it's going to be uh, just as uh, intrinsic to Unbreakable. But who knows? I, I don't have much to say about the chapter. I thought it was interesting and fun. But... Uh, Nothing really to write home about. Uh, do you have any thoughts before we go, Josh? Um, someone's dying next round. <laughs> do you That's think so? For sure. They're not going to get another double ring out. Well, no, it's not going to be another... Game. That's what saved Ishin from dying, right? No, it was supposed to save... Uh, it was supposed to save um, Fuko from dying because it was just supposed to be like a giant ball of ice and not a full-ass meteorite. No, I'm saying with the battle tops, they say if, if you lose, you die. Oh, wait. Mm, I actually don't know that. I guess they were trying... Not necessarily, because you could get a ring out. Like, the idea was to, I guess, force a ring out. And Andy right. wouldn't be able to, like... She picked Unbreakable because Andy would be okay regardless, but Unbreakable would be much tougher to kill as well. So it would have to come down to a ring out, I imagine. Um, but yeah, I mean, next round's not going to be tops. So, uh, I mean, oh yeah, it's going to be a different uh, toy, right? Yeah. Yeah. So a different game. Who knows? Uh, I'm excited to see what happens next for Undead Unluck. Uh, are we all set to close out then? Yep. Well, this has been our show. Thank you guys so much for listening. As per usual, you could find me at the Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram. Josh at JD Cole underscore 37. Brian at B.ESP on Twitter and Instagram. Follow us on Twitter, especially and Instagrams, because we do a really good chapter of the week poll. Uh, every Sunday it comes out and we reveal the results from the next episode. Uh, email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com with any questions, suggestions, anything else you want us to talk about, uh, or comment on whatever video you're listening to. That would be super cool. Uh, and uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. Give us a like. Give us a comment. All that stuff. Give us love. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to audio podcasts. 
And um, yeah, that's it for us. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you uh, later in the week. Stay safe, New Jump Citizens. Peace out, guys. <laughs>